Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to the Behind the Steel Curtain family of podcasts. My name is Brian Anthony Davis. Alongside me is Tony Defio, and we are celebrating the Pittsburgh Steelers on their opening night on Monday Night Football to the 2020 season, a 26-16 win over the New York Giants. Tony, this is your hangover. It's a good one, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah. It was was such a great night, and it was actually a great weekend. Uh, Finally getting to watch football from Thursday through uh, Monday night, and, of course, it was the the cherry on top was a great Steelers victory. I know. I got to tell you, I've really enjoyed this weekend. I even watched Browns and Ravens, and that usually uh, terrifies me to watch those guys because, you know, I I don't know who I'm rooting for at (laughs) that at that particular point, I never know uh, who I want to root for, but I was rooting for the Browns as I put in the rooting guide this week on behind the But it's, it's just so tough to watch that game. But I, I watched, I really enjoyed stuff like Broncos and Titans. Yeah. I enjoyed the heck out of, uh, you know, Buck saints. And I got to tell you, I live in, I live in Maryland and I do not like the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't. <laughs> And that's been a thing all my life. I never liked the Phillies, never liked the Flyers. Don't care about the 76ers because Pittsburgh doesn't have a pro team. So watching the Eagles and watching a lot of fans in my area that are Washington football team fans, watching them come back from 17 to nothing and winning that game was absolutely fantastic. I really enjoyed that. Right. So oh, yeah, it was it was nice to see them see them get a win. I mean, they, they've had a tough time with their owner in the last couple of decades, and 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 everything that happened with the name that's not really their fault. It, it's still their still their favorite football team. So it was nice to see them get a uh, get a win in week one. Their coach has cancer, and uh, yeah. he's a class guy, Ron Rivera. Yeah. It was nice to see him pull that team together. So it feels good. And I'm looking up here on the live chat. Lots of good friends in here. And, you know, the one thing that I'm loving is Ryan O'Toole saying this hangovers never felt so good. <laughs> and, and you notice this is not the Steelers Q&A. It is the Steelers hangover because it's in season now. And we talk about those good hangovers and bad hangovers. There's the face down and a gutter hangover when you have complete despair and don't know where your life is going. That's the hangover you want to avoid. But the hangover because you partied because you're celebrating and you might have done some crazy stuff, but it felt oh so good. That's what this hangover is. And when the Pittsburgh Steelers go out there after that 2019 season, that wasn't a hangover the entire year, it seemed. But after they did that, you just felt really good. However, there's some questions now. It answered questions with Ben Roethlisberger's return. We're going to talk about that. But it also raises some questions, Tony, as well, because there's some things that transpired that nobody was expecting whatsoever. And I tell you what, I Ryan O'Toole also mentions, bad, you don't sound like Barry White today. There was something terribly wrong with my microphone yesterday, Tony. So I am really happy to be able to say right now that... I do not sound like the guy from Silence of the Lambs. I don't sound like Darth Bad, like I was being called. I was called Barry White. I sounded like I was I was like a mob informant that was uh that they they changed my audio. Oh, I listened to it. It was like absolutely terrible. 
So it was my mic setting and it was the gain on my mic setting. And I had no clue because I could not hear it in my headphones whatsoever. So, um, you know what? I'm, uh, I'm just feeling good. And here's another thing. I'm going to talk about the preview last, excuse me, the post game show last night. We had close to 400 people in the live chat, Tony. Wow. And the awesome thing about that is we saw names and you're going to see some names here that you haven't seen in a year. And it's awesome to see these friends again. But I want to thank everybody who stuck with us through the entire pandemic, even though the pandemic's still going on, but everybody that stuck with us through the longest off season in our minds in history. Um, and it's nice to see some names back. It was also nice to uh, look at my text yesterday and and uh, see uh, Kenneth McNair Jr. giving me a text during the game, yeah. talking about the game. So that was that was really awesome as well. And it's nice to see all you friends out here, Ryan and DJ Two YT only, and just me and John Trent and Tom Vallejo and all these names as well. We really appreciate you. Um, there's so many, and I love our Steeler family. So it's really good to see y'all back here on BTSC. Absolutely. So lots of lots of things to talk about with that game yesterday, Tony. What was your initial knee jerk reaction when that game was completely over? It, it went pretty much how I expected it to go. I, I thought all along that it would be kind of sloppy and sluggish early on. It would be close. And then it looked like on paper that they had the better team. So I figured that they would uh, pull away at the end. And that's exactly what they did. I mean, obviously, they needed some Herculean, I can't say that word, some heroic plays. to uh, Herculean? Is that what you're looking for? That's it. Ditto. <laughs> they needed some uh, some of those plays to uh, to make it happen. But but at the end of the day, it went pretty much as expected. And, and I thought it was a good, a good win for them. I mean, there were some, some unfortunate things that happened, but overall it was a good win. Well, like I said at the beginning, it starts with answering a huge question and that's Ben Roethlisberger, but it raises so many more. And we're going to talk about those questions as well. Um, I'm looking in the live chat. I just saw Wes jump in big bro. Sco. Big Rosco just said it, Wes, nice job on the grades article today. Wes Hickok has joined our team, and he did the grades article that I have done in previous years. Not only that, Big Brosco has taken over knee-jerk reactions for me as well, and he did a fantastic job. So, guys, thank you so much. You're doing fantastic. Um, great debuts for you, and you took a lot off of my plate so I can get to more podcasts to throw so many more options for your listening and viewing pleasure as well so thank you so much guys fantastic and hey if there's anybody out there that uh wants to join the uh editorial team send stuff in you know that's how we all get started i started off as a trial tony started off as a trial you never know where it goes so it's really awesome but you mentioned ben roethlisberger tony and he came out he said he was going to be nervous he said he. we all knew he was going to have to shake off the rust. And he looked, and they really didn't know what to expect from the Giants. And they looked like they were, that was an offense in flummox. You know, they just, they just didn't look right at all. But when they got going, they started to look like the Ben of old. They started to look like the team of old. Juju Smith-Schuster started looking like a number one wide receiver, not just catching the ball, 
but running after the catch, jumping on fumbles, blocking. He looked like a leader out there as well. So we had all these questions about how are they going to play now that Ben was back and is he truly back? You could probably say that Ben Roethlisberger is truly back. Would you agree with that, Tony? Yeah, I mean, he made he made all the throws he needed to make. Uh, you know, I'm sure there are some more throws out there that we need to see from him. But overall, I mean, the 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 pass to Claypool was was I mean, it was a great, obviously a great catch by Claypool, his first career catch, a 28 yarder on the sideline. It was very AB like, but but the 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 pass itself was spot on, and and you know, I. I Again, I, I thought it would be that way early. I thought that the offense would be out of sync. I mean, it, these all 32 of these teams have opened up a season unlike any uh, season in the history of the NFL, no preseason games, at least since they started playing preseason games, whenever that was way back in the day. So it was going to be it was going to be sloppy early. It was going to be touch and go early, but but they gained a rhythm and, and by the end, I think by the end of the first half, they really found themselves as an offense and they, they, they carried on from there. And, and I'm, I wasn't really all that surprised that, that that Ben looked as good as he did because because I think if if, if his arm was an issue uh, before last night we, we would have heard about it at some point during during the summer it, it wouldn't have uh, we, it wouldn't have reared its ugly head on Monday Night Football it would have come about at some point during training camp. Now it comes down to one thing that we did not expect to not start off right. We thought that Ben Roethlisberger might come out and be rusty, and he was rusty. And we thought everybody would be rusty. We were worried a whole lot about the offensive line. I don't think the offensive line was uh, back to its standards of greatness, but I don't think they were horrible either. I think there's room for some improvement, but we also have to remember David DeCastro is not in there. You have Zach Banner, and we'll talk about him a whole lot more. Zach Banner starting for the first time at right tackle. I thought he looked very good in his debut as a starter, Stefan, Stefan was, excuse me, Stefan Wisniewski playing for the first time for his hometown team was absolutely amazing. And then you're moving Matt Filer back over to guard again, where he has played guard. He's played mostly tackles. What we've seen of him, people say that he is basically more of a guard than he is a tackle, but uh, we've seen him excel in both. So, what we did not expect was James Conner to get off slowly. If we thought anybody was going to carry this team, it was going to be James Conner at the beginning. Now, remember, the uh, the New York Giants defense was able to scout them a whole lot more than uh, because, and Mike Tomlin mentioned this, and this could just be, this could just be an excuse, um, scapegoating it, but they were saying that you know we had no clue with new coordinator new uh head coach new offensive coordinator everything there was nothing to really uh you know, guide it on and right. but james started off slow too but it just did not seem that he had that burst they said today in the press conference that this was not a pre-existing injury that he sustained this sprained ankle yesterday um what well, let me just ask you this before we get into James Conner. Is he the most snake bitten athlete that you've ever seen play for the Pittsburgh Steelers? I've I, I heard a stat today. I think it was accredited to accredited to Chris Adamski of the Pittsburgh Tribune Review, Trib Live, whatever whatever that's called now, that 
of the last 21 games, he's either missed or left early in 17 of them. So, yeah, I think he's certainly uh, the most snake-bitten uh, that I've seen in recent memory. Yeah, and last night was another another uh, case of that. And, and he didn't look right from the very beginning. So if he did sustain that sprained ankle in, in, during the game, it must have been on the very first play because he, he looked he – looked, he didn't have a burst. As you said, he didn't have a burst. He, he wasn't explosive. He looked timid almost uh, right from the very beginning. And you had to feel for him. You you really do. Everything that he's gone through in his career, I find I've met him. Um, I feel that he's a class guy. I really love James Conner as an athlete, but this is this is getting to the point where he cannot play. And right. this has got to be so frustrating for him. You saw the frustration on his face on the sidelines, and you, you hurt for him. Um, then you heard Mike Tomlin say, you know, football is, is a cold business. This does not mean, though, that he has lost his job. When, right. you, when you listen to the Mike Tomlin press conference, and if you did not get a chance to listen to it today, check out on our podcast only, our audio only platform, Jeff Hartman went out and did his uh, did the recap of the Mike Tomlin press conference. I didn't get to hear the press conference. I listened to Jeff. And uh, he did a pretty good job. Then I listened to other uh, outlets, uh, Pittsburgh Radio, and then I I heard everything, like all of their updates, and Jeff covered everything. So it, it's absolutely fantastic. Um, this does not mean that Benny Snell Jr. is the, the starter. Right. He's not the starter. Um, you don't know what the Pittsburgh Steelers are going to do. They said there's a possibility that he's actually optimistic that both uh, James Conner and Wisniewski will – possibly play this weekend mm -hmm. what do you do tony if you're tony the coach and you're you're taking care of uh who starts and who sits what are you doing but what do you think the steelers are going to do as well well first off what i would do uh just based off of last night and and, and the condition that he got himself into in the offseason meaning the, the 12 pounds that he lost i i would definitely start Benny Snell next week. Cause I think if, if you're the coach, it's your, it's your job to put the best players out there uh, to, to help you help you win. Uh, but I just get a feeling that they're, they're not at that point yet as an organization. I think they, they, they obviously, they love James Conner. We all love James Conner. He's a great story, but he's even said himself, my story isn't my past anymore. It's I want, I want my story to be a great football player. And he just hasn't shown that. Uh, he did in 2018, but everything else has been a big, a big, huge hiccup. So, uh, but I think they're they're going to ultimately they're they're going to if he's healthy they're going to at least have him start next week. That's what they're going to do. I wouldn't do that. I would put Benny Snell, and he he looked like the far superior running back last night. He just looked faster. He looked sleek. Uh, yes, he had the fumble, and that's being brought up. You know, young players are going to fumble the ball. Um, it's making it a habit that becomes a problem. Remember the movie, uh, the program, you know, Omar Epps's character. Um, he just, he could not hold on the ball. And so they, uh, they made him carry a ball everywhere he went. And if I'm not mistaken, Heinz Ward did that for right. a, a young back in Pittsburgh. Was it Willie that he, he had Willie holding onto the ball? I think it might've been Mendenhall, but yeah. Or was it Mendenhall? Yeah. But, I think it was Mendenhall, but either way, <laughs> I know he did that. I know Heinz Ward did that. You know, so that's what that's one of the things that we're going to ask here. What do you do? Do you uh, 
because if it's sentimentality that you're holding on to uh, James Conner and having him start um, over a guy who is the third leading rusher in the NFL after one week, do you realize that there were only three guys to go over 100 yards rushing in week one in the NFL season? I've never seen anything like that, Tony. Yeah, I'm not surprised. You could probably attribute that to a number of factors. I'm sure a lot, of, a lot of the coaches around the league were were, were spelling players uh, just just because it was the first action for anybody uh, all summer. It was the first real action, and it turned out to be real action instead of preseason action. So I'm sure that's that attributed to it. And of course, all the all these teams around the league they're going to be sloppy. They're going to be sluggish on offense. They're not going to have a rhythm. So that it, it did. I, I didn't know that, but it, it really didn't surprise me now, now that you now that you uh, 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 mentioned that stat. So uh, it's going to be very interesting to see. I would like to see Benny Snell Jr. get the start at home on Sunday on Sunday afternoon against the Denver Broncos. Don't know if that's going to happen. Um, if James Conner does get the start, Tony, how short is the leash? <laughs> I mean. I think that's that would be up to him because I think if he's if he's if he's healthy, then he's okay, you know. But last night he didn't look he didn't look healthy from the very beginning. So I think his leash should be as short as as, uh, as it was last night. Meaning, uh, as soon as he gets if he gets hurt again, I think he I think you, you have to if he doesn't show that the the uh, the explosiveness that we've seen in the past from him, and I think if you have to yank him right away or at least lessen his uh, workload and, and, and put more on Benny Snell's shoulders. You know what? Um, Dwayne Williams says Connor has proven, proven to always get injured. And that's, that's a shame, but it's true, but it's a shame. And that's, that's what's happening when he is healthy. He is a dynamic back. I don't know if he was healthy at the beginning of that game, even though they're saying he was, he just didn't, he just didn't look right from the, the very start. No. And, you know, and we were expecting big things from him. I think the running back position is something where you could bring a guy in like Benny Snell Jr. and have him start like you did Willie Parker in 2005 and they won the Super Bowl. You know, I mean, that week he was he was still the third string running back because it was Deuce Staley and Jerome Bettis, and they were both hurt for week one, and you saw what Willie Parker did. And right. it was absolutely incredible. You could you could do next man up with running back a whole lot easier than you can do a lot of other positions in this league, especially uh, at the skill position. Yeah. Um, but what I'm thinking here is this is something that, you know, we both want to see Benny Snow Jr. get some more chances in here. We don't want to see James Conner lose his job either, but we'd like for week two, it's this is a very important game week two. I think the Broncos are a tougher team than most people do, but we're not advocating James Conner starting. But what we're saying is Mike Tomlin might continue to go with who he considers the bell cow, and he said that a week ago. Right. So but I think I think you have the question. Yeah, but I think it's not just based off last night either. I think we have to go back to to the end of last season when 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 uh, Snell, his workload was increased at the end of the year, starting around Thanksgiving. And, and he, he, he almost uh, finished with the most yards. I mean, it wasn't a lot, but it just shows you how, how many games Connor missed last year. So I think that based off of how he ended last year and, and the work that he put in 
this offseason and how great he, he looked last night, meaning Benny Snell Jr., I think you, you have to go with him. You know, not, you know, when, when you say go with him, not get 90% of the carries, but certainly be, be the, 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 get the majority of them. I mean, you know, we're not talking about sitting James Conner and him never getting, getting the ball again. It, it's, it's kind of different than quarterback. It's just him, him being the primary running back. Absolutely. And what we're going to do right now is we're going to take a quick break. Now, there's a lot of people that have come back that haven't been um, listening to the show since uh, the last time the Steelers played. And we understand that. Welcome back. We're so glad to have you back for the BTSD family of podcasts. And uh, there's a lot of new things that happened while you're gone, too, because we have probably uh, three times the amount of shows that we ever have. So um, we'll talk about that a little bit more later. But what we're doing now is we are taking a break. If you're on YouTube, stick around here. If you're listening audio only, please go ahead and download show number two. Part two of the Steelers Hangover is coming up right after this.